Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santarelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we're trying to find some balance in this world full of extremes. All right, so let's get into today's episode. So today I'm going to be doing another review of Diet Starts Tomorrow, one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, Jared Freed was on again, a a great comedian. Uh, So I'm going to get to that in a second, but I just wanted to do a little recap of my 4th of July weekend. Um, So I actually didn't have a lot of plans for 4th of July. I hope everybody out there had a happy 4th of July, um, and I hope all of you had fun. Uh, I did see some of my listeners had seemed to have a really fun uh, weekend. We we didn't really do much. We um, we played golf, which was fun. Sweaty as hell. It was like 105 out. Um, but we went super super early, so it wasn't too bad. Uh, and we went to a bar after that, and you know, just really kind of laid low this weekend. Uh, we're going to San Diego in a couple weeks, so. Uh, we and the rest of the month is insanely busy, so you know I didn't mind having a, a pretty low key weekend. Um, I did uh, eat quite a bit <laughs> and enjoyed every minute of it. I ended up getting on the last day of the weekend on Monday. I ended up needing something sweet, so I went to Trader Joe's and bought one of those boxes of their ice cream sandwiches, the ones that have the chocolate chip cookie on the outside. And I don't know that there's two chocolate chip cookies with vanilla ice cream and then all these delicious um, chocolate chips on the outside. Oh, they're so, so good. And they're like the Toll House cookie ones, but they're Trader Joe's brand. And I ate all four of them by myself, not all all at once. I spread them out through the day and was eating till like 10 o'clock at night. Uh, And, you know, I've, I've kind of been getting back into a little bit of a bad habit where I am eating a lot more at night again. Uh, and so I, I I just needed to break that this week. So I, I've had a, a, a better week. I went grocery shopping, got some sweet potatoes, got some garbanzo beans, and ended up uh, trying to roast the garbanzo beans to make these crunchy, like a crunchy addition to my salad. And they turned out pretty good. Uh, they weren't crunchy coming out of the oven, so I had to put them in the air fryer. Um, and then I made these roasted, garlicky, salty, delicious roasted sweet potatoes and then put that into my salad with like romaine lettuce and um, some red onions, some feta, some arugula, and then put my balsamic Dijon dressing on top. So it was really, really good. Very satisfying. I also made some salmon so I could have some, you know, some lunches or some breakfasts that were just protein and fat. Um, just to have a little bit more balance after eating so, so, so heavy over the weekend. Um, but the, the new salad that I've been making is really good. It's a nice change because I usually do that cucumber and red pepper salad. So I'm switching it up. Uh, tonight, I'm going to be making a new red sauce for my friends are coming over for a Bravo night. And I've been planning on having like a wine and pasta night with my girlfriends, but I, I need more practice. So I'm going to use my friends tomorrow as like you know, my guinea pigs. So I'm going to make this <clears throat> like a red pepper sauce, uh, red pepper tomato sauce. And I'm going to make a broccoli. Well, I was trying to make a broccoli rob um, sauce, but broccoli rob is nowhere to be found in Phoenix. So anyway, I'm, I've got some baby broccoli. I ended up getting a little bit of regular broccoli and I'm going to make um, 
a really good recipe using my immersion blender. I hope it comes out good. I have no idea if it's going to be good or not, but I am going to make some homemade pasta. So I'll be posting, well, I'll be putting all this in my stories on Instagram. Instagram is like penalizing me for liking too many people, apparently. So apparently Instagram doesn't like it if you like too many people, which is ridiculous. So um, you'll see me start posting again, hopefully by mid next week. (laughs) I'm off. I'm, I'm blocked from posting on Instagram everything but stories until next Wednesday, which is which is great. So anyway, um, so now let's move on to the review of Diet Starts Tomorrow. So for my listeners who've been with me since the beginning, uh, Jared Freed, I've done a couple of other podcasts uh, featuring him. When he goes on DST, Diet Starts Tomorrow podcast, it's it's always my favorite because he's hilarious and he tells the funniest stories about his family, you know, and he's a man that has, you know, that focuses on weight loss and fitness and, you know, is always trying to look good in a t-shirt. So, you know, it's just nice to hear a man talking about this instead of a woman. And he's hilarious with with the family comments and all of that. So I, I really like when Jared's on this show. So this one was entitled... The favorite pickle better not be a gherkin. So I immediately liked this topic because I'm a pickle connoisseur, if I if I may. Um, I love pickles. I have very strong opinions about pickles, which you will hear in this podcast. So uh, so Aileen and Jared start kind of. Aileen introduces him as the man who fought the bread basket. So the last episode I did with him, he was complaining about how instead of a bread basket, they had brought this like huge cracker that just wasn't enough to go around the table and they should have brought a cracker for each person. And, you know, he did this long diatribe on, you know, where have the bread baskets gone? And, you know, they have disappeared, right? I'm sure all of you noticed that. For some people, it's a good thing. You know, I'm I always want a bread basket. I, I do and I don't, right? Because you always fill up on bread before the meal. But now, you know, companies are are cutting back. I think the whole low carb phase scared people from wasting restaurants from wasting money on bread. Um, I used to when I used to work in the restaurant industry. I used to work at this Roseland restaurant. That was my first job um, uh, in high school. And they had these gross rolls. I mean, I still ate them because they were there and they were free, but they were those like old dinner rolls with like the crust, the the not good crust top. It's like that brown, you know, it's like, it's, I don't know. It's like what my grandfather used to eat. Just not good. Um, They were soft, but they'd get hard in a second if they were out of the warmer. Um, And then... The country club, now the country club I used to work at had incredible bread. They had these these um, freshly made, and they were definitely, I think they were homemade because they had a great chef there, but they were these round rolls that just had a beautiful crust and doughy on the inside, and they just were so fresh and had flour and just put butter on them, and <clears throat> they were so good. Uh, anyway, so I miss those rolls. Anyway, I'm a huge, I love bread. Um who doesn't like bread? Anyway, um, so so Aileen starts talking about how she had recently gone to the Beverly Hills Hotel. It looked like they kind of took like this little work trip out uh, to California and they stayed at the Beverly Hills Hotel. And Aileen was talking about how the food is so, so, so expensive. She said she ordered this salad that was a $40 salad. She, she, she said it came out and it only had an ounce of chicken on it. And she's like, sir, sir, 
I just paid $40 for this. I need at least three ounces of chicken on the salad. Please, please get me some more chicken. And the waiter actually did go and get her a few more ounces of chicken and he didn't charge her for it, which is pretty shocking. I've also eaten at the Beverly Hills Hotel and the food was gross. I got this very, very expensive truffle pasta that they told me was going to be homemade pasta. Trust me, I make homemade pasta. I will be making it tonight. That was not homemade pasta. It was disgusting. It was not al dente. It was overcooked. They had this fake butter. It was it was gross. It was like a $100 pasta. It was ridiculous. And the wine was all turned. We opened two bottles of wine, both turned. Anyway, and and Taylor Strecker, who I review all the time, talks about going and getting this McCarthy salad at the Beverly Hills Hotel. She loves it. But I'm like, I would never. It's basically a Cobb salad. I would never pay $40 for a freaking salad. If I'm going to go out that's why I got the pasta when I went there. I'm like looking at the prices on the menu. I'm like, okay, if I'm going to eat something, I'm going to eat something. So I'm like, let's get the truffle pasta. And the truffle pasta was bullshit. So if you go to the Beverly Hills Hotel for a cocktail, go to the Beverly Hills Hotel to see celebrities. Do not go for a good meal because you're going to get ripped off. Um, and so, so Jared talked about how, you know, that's not a place to go if you're looking for satisfying portions. You know, that's more like a Cheesecake Factory type of situation. He's like, but he's like, at the Beverly Hills Hotel, what you need is poolside appropriate food. Chips and guac, a well-done French fry, light pickable fare, a crudite. Um, and that's a good point. Jared is totally right here. He said he was at a pool recently. He's like, and they had penne a la vodka. And he's like, who puts that on a poolside menu? And it's hilarious because right now on Instagram, you see like all, everybody's in Italy, except for me. Um, I cannot wait to go to Italy. But you see people like eating like, you know, clam, linguine with clam sauce, like out by the pool. I mean, I would definitely do that if I was in Italy. But I do see Jared's point that if you are poolside, you would like fare that is more accessible, light, easy breezy, crunchy easy to pick on. Aileen was like, but she's like, well, the heat could keep the pasta warm. She's like, I ordered a tuna tartare and that was a nightmare. And, and actually, you know, even the guac, I mean, if you're poolside and you get guac, you better eat that guac fast because it's turning brown in like two seconds. Um, but you know, Jared's like, you know, look, make it light, make it airy, make it fresh. That's what the pool should have. Not this half pound burger. He's like, you know, and he personally says, which is which is funny because he he lives in I think he's from the Boston area actually. Uh, no, no, he's in New York. He might be from Boston originally. No, I think he's from New York. Um, but you know, and and a lot of people think New York has the best food. But he's he Jared thinks L A has the best food, and he's like people get mad about that. But he's like there's a lot of diversity in L A. He's like there's a lot of creative food places from high end to low end. He's like the produce is is great out here. It's much better than the East Coast. He's like, New Orleans, the worst place for a Jew to eat. It's all cream and sugar. So Jared's Jewish. Again, another reason why I love him. But he's always giving that Jewish perspective. Um, and I understand what he's saying about LA. I mean, LA does have, I think it has great food and it does have a lot of really light, fresh, um, delicious options. Uh, so and Aileen, Aileen was like, you know, the last time I was in L.A., I did go on like a full food tour. She's like, this time I wasn't, it wasn't, you know, she wasn't trying to make this trip about the food. She, 
they'd, she, they'd flown out to go see the You Up Live, which is another podcast that they were supporting that's from that same company, Betches. Um, but she's like, this this was really about work. And she's like, I'm tr- I was trying to make the Beverly Hills Hotel food work. She's like, but she's like, you know, I'm dialoguing with the waiter. I'm like, sir, like how many shrimp will be on the salad? You know, and that's the worst. That's the worst when you're stuck in a place where the food is not only insanely expensive, but terrible. And there's like no portion to it. So that's like the worst of all worlds. So, you know, Jared's like, you know, look, he's like, the reason I love this show, the reason I like coming on this show is because it's all about trying to figure out a way to incorporate the foods that you love, not restrict yourself, but do it in a, in a way, find a lifestyle where you feel comfortable. And, um, and so, so they ended up taking a break and, and that's, you know, that's, that's one of the reasons I like diet starts tomorrow. I mean, I, I review podcasts like diet starts tomorrow, which is really about, um, like more intuitive eating and not dieting. And then the juxtaposition of like Jenny Hutt, where she's fully focused on dieting and, and weight loss and maintaining weight. So, um, I love both shows. Jared is still entrenched in the diet culture, right? He's always trying to, he's like Jenny. He's, he's always thinking about food, always thinking about his weight, always thinking about ways to burn more calories so he could eat more and always trying to man, try not to eat too much where he regrets it. Right. So, so, a, they come back from their break and Aileen's like, I have a note. She's like, it's, I, I have a note that you wanted to discuss, Cacio e Pepe, and, which is a, a, a an Italian like dish, right? It's like that. It's It's got like pecca, pecorino romano cheese and a little bit of pasta water, salt and pepper. It's a really simple dish with, I think, spaghetti. Um, and Taylor Strucker loves Cacio e Pepe. She eats it constantly. It was like at the wedding and... Stasi's wedding and she's like obsessed with it now it doesn't appeal to me because it's a white sauce um I was because I've been I was trying to figure out a sauce I wanted to cook for tomorrow for my friends and it, it did seem really simple but I'm like eh, I don't want I don't like a white sauce I don't know it's just not appealing to me um and so so Jared talked about he's like okay let me tell you this story he's like I get back from a trip and he's a comedian, so he's always out on the road. So his schedule is, like, insane. So it's it's hard for him to eat in a good, you know, like, I need my routine. He's He has a really hard time creating a routine for himself because he's all over the map. But so he describes, he got back from a trip, ate a healthy breakfast, worked out, felt good, felt on track. He's like, then it's 7 p.m. He's like, what am I going to do? And Aileen's like, there's so much time to eat, you know, because he's always like talking about stuff like that. How like if you have too many hours left in the night, it's like dangerous because there is so much time left to eat. I relate to that completely Um, because I don't like to go to bed till like 10 or 11, but I I like to eat that entire time. But it's not a good habit. Um, So he's like, okay, so it's summertime. You know, I'm in my head. I'm like, do I want a drink? Do I not want to have a drink? He's like, there's a lot of time left. He's like, maybe I'll go for a walk. So he ends up going on a walk. He's like, and everybody in New York, he's like, the women are on their hot, hot women walks. And he's like, he's near Soho House in New York. So he like, he decided to go into the Soho House. And he's like, I went up to the roof, decided to get one drink, a martini. So, you know, that's a good drink. 
And he's like texting people. He's working. He's setting up his week. Then he has a second martini, right? So has a second martini. Now he's drinking. And so he's like, he's like thought last, he wants to have a win, right? He's eating and drinking with his body. And what he calls a win, he's come to realize it's not what he's eating. Like he can have something indulgent like a cacio de pepe. It's how much he's going to eat and when is he going to stop himself, right? And that is something I've also learned for myself. Like I can have a, a pasta meal or any meal I want. And if I, as long as I don't binge the rest of the night and keep eating until my stomach hurts, I wake up in the morning and feel great. So, you know, Jared, that's, again, one of the reasons I like reviewing when Jared's on the show, because I relate to his habits so much. And so, you know, and it's all about knowing ourselves, right? Knowing what triggers us, knowing what bothers us, knowing where, knowing what's good for our own bodies, knowing what we need to be mentally healthy, just in general in life, right? We need to like be intuitive in in, in ourselves. And so, you know, so Aileen's like complimenting him, just being like, it's great that you've, you know, realized this about yourself, that it's not about what you eat, it's about how much and, and, and when you can stop yourself. She's like, when did you realize this? And he's like, you know, I've always known, he's like, I'm just now becoming aware, like in the moment. So he's like, so then he goes on, he's like, I'm, you know, I start talking to a woman at the bar. It's night out on the town. Aileen's like, you're basically like sex in this city. He's like, yeah. He's like, I'm Carrie. Aileen's like, no, maybe you're Samantha. Jared's single. He's he's dating. You know, he's a hot ticket. So he's like, yeah, I'm Carrie Fatshaw. So, um, and I follow somebody called Fat Carrie Bradshaw. So it's kind of funny. But anyway, so he's like, so anyway, so he's, He's joking around. He's ex- so now he exchanges a, his number with this woman at the bar, and he tells himself, "He's like, look, you know, I mean, this is this is this is where he's like, you know, I'm 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 in the moment. I'm I'm noticing what I'm about to do. He's like, he's talking to himself. He's like, you know, you've had enough drinks. You've got a you got a woman's number. You met a woman. He's like, now figure out what you should do. Now, if, if you have another drink, you know." You know, now he's trying to decide, should I have another drink? Should I have the French fries? Do I, you know? And so what he ended up doing was he went downstairs, he got the tzatziki appetizer, and he ordered the cacio de pepe. And she's like, was it good? And he's like, you know, he's like, I had the moment where I'm not going to have the chicken salad. He's like, I'm going to have the delicious thing. He's like, I'm not going to have the third drink, the ice cream. That's where I need to realize if I have that third martini, if I go home and I keep eating and eating and eating, that's where I wake up and regret it. He's like, but if I have this delicious meal, I had a couple drinks, I had a good night, and he goes home and just has water, he's like, I'm good. He's like, the ability to stop separates the people who feel good versus the people who don't feel good. He's like, when he enjoys the nights... The, the nights that he enjoys is when he can have some semblance of control and then doesn't binge on, you know, pizza and chips and ordering, you know, seamless and all of these like delivery apps, even though he's not hungry anymore. So that and, and Aileen agreed. She's like, yes, she's like, just have the thing that satisfies you rather than eat that chicken salad and then realize you did want the pasta and you end up eating the pasta on top of the, the, the other meal. Right. Because you weren't satisfied. 
And Jared's like, totally. He's like, you know, I, I study these people. He's like, I watch people with good bodies. I watch how they eat. He's like, there's only so much working out you can do. You need to control your food intake. And then Aileen shared what she had learned from a therapist. She's like, you know, being okay, not getting what you want all the time. You know, you're not going to have catch you to Pepe every day, right? So it's it's about being, you know, okay, not having the ice cream every single night. It's about, you know, maybe that piece of dark chocolate can satisfy you enough there where you know you you're sweet you've had something sweet you can go to bed of course you're going to still want the taste of that ice cream because it's delicious but you don't have to have it every single day and so and Jared was like yeah he's like I had the big bowl of pasta I still woke up feeling good because I didn't keep going he's like so that's probably like my non-scale win for the day um he's like you know I was in Nashville with my parents and he's like He's like, have you ever been with your parents and heard them talking about someone else's weight? And Aileen's like, ugh, yes. But he, and Jared's like, yeah, but you realize that they're talking about someone else, but they really mean you. <laughs> and he's like, from the minute I met up, so he starts talking about it, uh, meeting up with his parents and and kind of taking this little almost like vacation trip with his parents. So he's like, I'm, the minute I met up with them, he goes, it starts with a frantic call from my mom. He's like, they parked, they've got 17 travel bags, they brought fruit, they want to get to the hotel. And and they immediately start going into talking about how much weight his brothers put on. He's like, and my brother, he's like, is has a much better body than me. He's like, my brother has the body that I desire to have. And his dad, meanwhile, is describing his brother as like, he's on the brink of disaster. And, you know, and Jared's like, now I'm defending my brother. He's like, dad, he's like, he's in a new relationship. You know, he's, he's, he's happy, you know, and, and his mom, his mother says, he's putting on weight like you. And, and Jared's like, I didn't even gain weight. He's like, so he's just like, this is the main topic of their conversation. He's like, this is insane. And. Aileen is like, do they harp on sugar intake or like, what do they, what do they, what do they talk about? And Jared's like, so they go to the brunch buffet. There's a raw bar, there's omelets, there's meats, there's breads, there's locks. We all go there together. He's like, the waiter had a hurt arm, had a, had a bandage wrist. He's like, and they keep coming. They like, they go for one course, they go for another course, they go for another course. And he's like, he's with his parents and he's like, their plates are just like stacking up. He's like, because the waiters like can't remove them. So, you know, they, it's a family that loves eating, but then they all talk about how much, how they eat too much. So it's funny. I mean, my family, my family never, my family ate like this. But we, my family just never degraded you for it. You know, even if you, even if you gain weight, like they never, it was just my grandfather on my mom's side, but my Italian side of the family, they, they never, ever, uh, you know, talked about eating too much or, I mean, my Nana would give us, you know, I mean, we would always raid her freezers for all the frozen cookies she kept in there. Cause we would, even as kids, we like to just keep eating all night and ice cream and this and that. And, 
And she didn't get it. Like my Nana would stop, like she would have her evening meal. She might have a small portion of ice cream at night, but she was, my Nana was very in control. Like she was not a binger. You know, she had her, and that's why I was always confused why she was, she, cause she was really overweight. And my, especially my grandfather was extremely overweight, but they didn't eat a lot. I think they just needed more exercise. I think, anyway, I, you know, and you see some people just have different body types and, and do carry heavier bodies, but overall they, they really ate pretty well. Um, so anyway, so then, then, um, so Aileen talks about her, her her mom who will eat and finish something and then say, well, that wasn't even good. And, you know, she's like, I hate that. She's like, why did you eat it then? I mean, I did this the other night. I went and I treated myself to this piece of chocolate cake from this bakery called Chompies. Now, normally Chompies is the best bakery around. And they have this like seven layer Bronx cake that is to die for typically. It was so disappointing. I finally, and this was over the weekend, you know, I'm like, let me go treat myself to a piece of cake. It's 4th of July weekend. I don't really have a lot going on. Let me go get a piece of cake. And it tasted, it was dry and it tasted like the plastic. They had this like little plastic piece over it and it tasted like that plastic. I was so disappointed and upset. Anyway, um, so then they go into some listener questions. And one of the questions that one of the listeners wrote in about was, how did you eat growing up? And Jared was like, we grilled a lot. You know, we ate at 6 p.m. He's like, and that's where this, he's like, I think that's where this like issue with like having so much time left in the night to eat. He's like, because his family would eat at six and that was it. And, you know, they grew up, he said his family grew up sitting at night, sitting together at, at the dinner table for dinner time. And, you know, he's like, I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing. And, um, you know, Aileen thought it was a good thing, you know, instead of watching a screen or, you know, zoning out and not have, not talking to your family, she thought that that's a healthy thing to do, gather around the table for dinner time. And, you know, Jared was like, it's good for, it's good as far as like a, a family bonding time. And I've always thought that, like, we always had family dinners and, you know, it was our time to catch up and it was just you know, kind of a tradition, like you have dinner together. Um, but, and actually, which it's not, for, obviously not everybody does that, right? Like my ex, um, who was really weird around family, like he wasn't close to his family. And that was one of the biggest problems in our relationship. Like, I remember when we talking about whether we wanted to have kids or not. And he was like, and I was like, well, if we have kids, you know, having dinner together would be very important to me. And he was like, no, he's like, that's not that important to me. He's like, uh, he's like, you know, we never had, you know, family dinners. And I'm like, yeah. And you like fight with your family constantly. You have a terrible relationship. Like you haven't talked to your dad in two years. I'm like, hello. And anyway, that was like the least of our problems. <laughs> we definitely are, you know, it's, thank God we never had kids. Um, but, but I, you know, I, I think it's important to be on the same page with like things like that when, when you are going to start a family with somebody and, you know, what Jared was really referring to was like, he, he agrees that it's good for like family bonding, but overall he's like, you should eat when you're hungry, not like, okay guys, at 6 PM, like we have to eat now and you have to finish your plate. And 
And Aileen's like, well, most people do have regimented schedules. She's like, so most people are eating breakfast and lunch and dinner at, at certain times. And usually there's, you know, three, four, maybe five hours between those meals. So people are typically, if you're eating on a reg- regimented schedule, they are hungry for dinner. Um, but, you know, Jared, you have a very crazy schedule. We are entertaining people all the time and staying up late at night and sleeping late. So it's obviously very different. It's hard, harder to plan um, you know, but she, she, she's like, when my schedules mess up, she's like, I want unlimited carbs to the face. She's like, I was, you know, she was traveling one day, her plane got messed up. She's like, all I wanted to do was comfort myself with carbs. Um, and she's like, it's fine for one day. She's like, but getting back into that structured routine is really helpful. And, and I totally agree with that. I need a routine. I like to change up small things, like even just changing up my salad was like exciting. You know, I changed up my shake the other day and made this like blue shake that had spirulina in it. So um, like little things like that are good to change up. But overall, like a regimented schedule is, I think is really helpful for weight maintenance. Um, And Jared's like, you know, I'm 37. He's like, I'm trying to be my best self, you know, not emotionally tear myself down. Um, And, you know, he's like, I need the comfort of my coffee with the Biscoff cookie. He's like, I just know that about myself. He's like, when I have the coffee in the morning, he's like, I need that Biscoff cookie. And Anne's, I get it. She's like, I totally get that. And Jared's like, when you travel and you gain three hours, it's an extra meal. He's like, look, he's like, you got to allow yourself to do that. He's like, especially when you're traveling, give yourself the space to have that extra food. You know, he's like, I used to starve myself. Then I would binge. Now I just allow myself that extra, those extra carbs and that extra meal on my travel day and I'm fine. And that's, that's again, knowing yourself, right? Knowing that it's okay to have that extra meal, knowing you need to plan for some extra stuff that day and not beat yourself up about it. Um, And so, so anyway, they come back from a break and Aileen's like, I need to hear about hummus gate. And so Jared's like, this goes back to the food suggestions and, you know, the way we talk to each other about dis- about food discussions. He's like, so there was a meme where it said, like, choose your own, choose the best pickle. And, and he's like, what's your favorite? And Aileen said her favorite pickle is the half sour. And Jared's like, yeah, the half sour. He's like, you're insane to pick anything else. He's like, everyone else can go fuck themselves. He's like, the half sour is the pickle. He's like, I like more cucumber than pickle. My grandmother used to make pickles. Um, and he's like, the, the half sour is the best. He And Aileen's like, have you ever heard of Japanese pickle? She's like, it's so good. And, and Jared's like, so somebody who commented on my social media said, what about a gherkin? And Jared's like, did you just bring a gherkin to a gunfight? How dare you? I'll block you. And he's like, you should go to the loony bin. He's like... If it's on a charcuterie board, okay. He's like, but in a best pickle discussion, he's like, it's lunacy. And I personally agree. So the gherkin is probably one of the most disgusting pickles. Um, the cornichon pickle is similar a little bit. I also don't like that pickle. Um, if it's on a charcuterie, I won't eat it. I, I will avoid it at all costs. I will avoid a gherkin. Um, now I also think the bread and butter pickle is disgusting and that's the sweet pickle. Now I can eat a bread and butter pickle by itself if it's cold and crunchy and it's, if it's just by itself and I'm just eating in the snacks, fine. But 
if you try to give me a bread and butter sweet pickle on a sandwich, like I was, so my favorite sandwich, my mouth's watering, is this Nashville hot chicken sandwich that I get at this sports bar we go to. And I always ask, and they, they always look at me weird, but I, 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 I need this kind of bread. I ask them to put it on a baguette, which looks weird. It's like this massive fried chicken breast on this massive baguette, but it's so good. It's so good. I crunch the bread down around the chicken and it comes with these delicious sour pickles, salty, sour. You need the salty, sour crunch on your Nashville hot chicken sandwich. That's what you need. Now, I went to another restaurant recently. I see Nashville hot chicken sandwich. I'm like, oh, they have the Nashville hot. Should I try it? This one came on a brioche bun. I don't like that. And they had bread and butter pickles on it. I'm like, how dare you? How dare you put a sweet pickle on your Nashville hot chicken? How dare you? So I am... I hate, and that restaurant didn't have any salty, crunch, salty, sour pickles. Like how can a restaurant not have any salty, sour pickles? So that's, I just, I had to make that point that besides the gherkin, if you're ordering a sandwich and it's a bread and butter pickle, that is also bullshit. So anyway, they get back to the discussion and Jared's telling the story about this famous Pennsylvania chef, Salmanoff, this Jewish guy and apparently he has this, this restaurant called Laser Wolf. And it's it's like impossible to get a reservation. But his brother gets them like a 1045 reservation. They ordered the meze platter. It was delicious. And um, so he had taken a picture of himself and posted in a hummus coma. He had like gotten dressed up to go to this really nice restaurant. And someone replied, red pepper hummus is the best. Like they just apparently made this comment on his Instagram, which, you know, with, when you're, when you're engaging on Instagram and you're making a comment to someone that you like, like I make comments on Jared's page all the time. And really it's what I intend it to be is sharing my strong, passionate opinion about food, right? He's passionate and strongly opinion about food. I am also strongly opinioned about food. So I can share my opinion. And I think the the people that respond on his page are either like me, where we simply are opinionated and we and we care about food and we want to share our opinion and we are, we're passionate about it. Um, that's where I come from. And then I think that there's girls that are flirting with him and trying to be cute and funny and flirt and you know try to get his attention with saying something snarky or fun or funny or whatever. And he's a, and he's a comedian, so I'm sure a lot of people try to like be funny to him. Um, so anyway, so. Jared describes that he got enraged. Now, I think he was joking. I mean, he's a comedian. So it was it's it's funny to see his strong reactions to these comments because, you know, he's he's just as passionate about food as I am. Uh, So anyway, so he gets enraged by this comment. He's like, I just posted from an Israeli restaurant, had the most authentic hummus that you can have. And so he ended up, you know, messaging back with a thumbs down. And they respond, okay, so you must be like a pasto cilantro type of person. And then he gives them a thumbs thumbs down again. Then, then they went on a rant about, oh, no. Then Jared goes on a rant about how flavored hummus can go fuck itself. And he's like, he's like, then other people 
uh, message that Palestinian hummus is better. And so, uh, so aliens, like, are you angry that people feel the need to share their opinion? And Eric, Jared's like, no, I understand that people are trying to be fun and flirty. And, and aliens like, yeah, it's just like, you know, people are just trying to join the conversation. They don't mean to say like, fuck your hummus. They're just communicating it wrong. And Jared's like, you know, look, I'm here to say I don't hate red pepper hummus. And he's like, have you ever tried the jalapeno hummus? She's like, it's delicious. And and Jared's just like ranting. And Aileen's like, have you ever slid into someone's DMs to share your own strong opinions? And Jared's like, you know, I think I would know how to speak to somebody on the internet. He's like, these people don't know what they're doing. He's like, he, you know, thinks you need to come to terms with being average. And... And, and again, I, I think I, I, aliens coming from where I'm coming from, he's, she's like, people are just trying to connect with you, dude. And, um, you know, aliens like, like everyone's trying to be special in their own way and everybody is special in their own way, right? Like that, that is what you're supposed to, that's what the current world is, right? We're supposed to stop comparing ourselves to other people. We're supposed to bloom in our own special way. Uh, anyway, so Jared's like, you know, he sees beginners in comedy trying to find they're interesting. He's like, I've always found that annoying. And I don't get that statement from him. He's like, he sees beginners in comedy trying to find they're interesting. And that's annoying. Jared, have some fucking empathy, dude. Like you are a, an established comedian who's found your niche talking about your weight loss issues that you found you're interesting. You found like, I'm interested in that. He, so Jared's things are his own weight issues and body issues. And I, and I, and I haven't seen his stand up. I was going to go see it when he came to Phoenix, but I was in Maine on, on Christmas vacation. So I couldn't, but I, but from what I understand as, as he shared multiple times, his, his, the, what he talks about on stage are all of his weird food habits and his weight loss things and his fitness and his, you know, how anxiety driven he is by food and ordering and all. That's why, that's why I like, I wish he would talk about that more on podcasts. And, but this is the only podcast he goes on and just discusses these things, except when he goes on Taylor Strucker occasionally. So anyway, but that's, that's his interesting that he's figured out for himself. And that is very authentic to who he is. And that's probably why it works for him, right? Because he's just talking about like the reality and that happens to be hilarious and very, very, very relatable to a lot of people in the world, especially women. And his other targeted niche is women, right? Like dating. And a lot of his podcasts are about relationship stuff. So Jared has found his interesting. He's found his niche. He's a successful comedian. He's, you know, he does the bachelor thing. And yet he's annoyed that other people are trying. And, you know, look, I don't know whether that's him worried about competition or, but I personally, you know, like if I see somebody out there trying and putting themselves out there, I applaud them. You know, if I see somebody super overweight going for a run, I'm like, bravo, good for you. Burn those calories, hit your goals, good luck, right? Like, you know, this podcast, a lot, I'm sure a, there's, I've heard, you know, people with very established podcasts being like, ugh, everybody has a podcast. I'm sure that's them being like, oh, I'm, I'm no longer so special anymore because everybody has a podcast now. But Every, this is the, this is the world today, right? 
anybody can become whoever they want to be if they're willing to put the work in and willing to like fail and embarrass themselves and put themselves out there. You know, my friend Michelle, she's trying to build this uh, business selling these like beauty products and, and wellness products and healthcare products. And she's trying to build this Instagram following. And in the process, she has to look like a fool making these videos and trying to figure it out and making mistakes and getting cut off mid-sentence. And 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 you know what? She's getting better and better and better. She's invested in classes. She's, you know, and I just respect that. She put out a message where she's like, you know, congrats for all those people that are out there trying, fail, falling flat on their faces, but getting up and dusting themselves off. So Again, I love Jared. I just didn't like this from him because I'm like, why are you hating on people that are trying? You know, they're trying to figure it out. I can't imagine how intimidating stand-up comedy is. And somebody that's just trying to get into it, that's trying to figure out their shtick, like, let them try. Let them fail. Let them embarrass themselves. Don't hate on them. Anyway, um, so that's where my, uh, notes end. <laughs> I think there's a little, there's a few extra minutes, but they were promoting all their stuff. So anyway, that's the review of DST. Uh, there are a few more that are really interesting that I'm going to be doing coming up. I'll do another Wait Wednesday from Jenny Hutt and lots more content. So, uh, please follow me on Instagram, uh, at the Diet Obsessed Podcast. Please uh, leave a review for this podcast. Uh, either click some of those stars wherever you listen to podcasts at the very bottom, or just leave a comment or both. I would really appreciate that. Uh, and tell all your friends. Make this inst- your Instagram story. Uh, thank you to my one listener that that did that. That was amazing. I really appreciate that. Um, means the world to us. So. I hope you all have a wonderful week and until we meet again, I hope all of you have a very balanced week.